Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. This is the podcast formerly known as Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, but I believe if you want to succeed, sometimes you got to be willing to pivot, start fresh, go down a different way. And after almost six years and 600 episodes, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do had played itself out, but the audience was still there. We, In fact, the audience was growing this year. Uh, my own life changed just a little bit. I uh, took a job working for an executive search firm. So I thought, you know what? I'm focusing now a little bit more in my life on those higher level positions, those C-level executive positions. Uh, 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 strategic hires and I thought let's make the podcast work in line with the rest of my world plus the speaking that I do for companies and association it's always leads to me being hired by people in that c-level sort of senior suite so anyway that's why we changed the name of the show you're probably getting used to it it's coming up on about a month that we've called it that Uh, but today I want to center in on sales because whether you have a small solopreneur business or you're running a multi-million dollar corporation Sales is what keeps the lights on. And for a lot of people and a lot of companies, the world got shook up back in March. Uh, Sales kind of ground to a halt for many industries. But even though we're still in this world of quarantine, things are sort of percolating back. And the leaders who are succeeding, the companies that are making strides and able to continue to grow or heck, at least continue to to ride this wave and, and stay the same. These are ones that are led by leaders who are making waves. And one of those areas they have to do that is in sales. So today I thought I would invite to the show Mark Hunter, known as the Sale Hunter. Uh, yeah, the, the Sales Hunter. He is uh, the author of several books. We'll talk about his latest one here in the podcast. And he's a friend of mine. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I host a, a little program for solopreneurs to get focused on their sales. And he came in as a special guest as a favor. And he was so smart and had so many great ideas. I thought we have to share this with the greater podcast audience. So Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Hey, thank you for having me on. And since you called me smart, would you tell that to my kids? <laughs> they won't listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, tell us a little bit, little bit about your background. Well, yeah, my my background is, uh, you know, you'd have to read the you'd have to read the book to find the story. No, no, uh, I did not want to go into sales. Um, I wound up in sales and wound up working for not only a big company, but selling to big companies. And I've been in sales really for about uh, 30 some years. Most of that was with corporate America. But then, I don't know, about 20 years ago, I, I bailed out and I began doing this. So I get to speak and travel. Oh, travel. There's a unique word um, <laughs> all over the world, uh, speaking to audience. My whole thing is I help people and companies find and retain better prospects that they can close at full price. Boy, that last part is really important. How do you close people at full price, especially in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, right? So I'm sure that uh, while a lot of people in the speaking industry I know have been sort of derailed, I would imagine your topic has kept you working. Well, it has. You know, sales never falls out of style. 
And especially when it comes around to prospecting and you're right, selling at full price, because, you know, anybody can sell if it's free. Excuse me, that's not selling. That's just taking orders. <laughs> it's really being able to sell at full price without the discount. That's the challenge. That's the challenge every company is in right now, regardless of the industry. So, Mark, it's really interesting because I've inter- had the pleasure of interviewing a lot of C-level executives for companies really at all sizes. And one of the things that they always go back to when I talk about what's important, really good CEOs and, and other, other leaders know that sales is, is a big chunk of the backbone that runs the company. So let's talk about why sales matter. Well, first of all, if there's no sales, there's no business. If there's no business, there's no employees. It's simply, if you want to eat, you better sell. (laughs) And this is what's so funny, though, right now, because we're seeing so many companies misconstrue the term sales. Taking orders is not selling. That's customer service. And what I'm telling people right now, and this applies to everybody, you cannot rely on your existing business. You cannot rely on on the companies. Oh, they, they, they always bring us business. Because I'll tell you what, what happens very quickly is you become reliant on just a couple of companies. And then if they get a head cold, you get pneumonia and die. (laughs) You've got to always be out there finding the new customer, the new business, the new opportunity. So one of the things that I've found in my career is is sales is also often misunderstood by a lot of people. So a lot of a lot of leaders in companies don't have a sales background and a lot of them don't understand how it works. And yet when you look at the largest companies out there, the most successful brands, many of them have extremely high paid salespeople, some of them who make more than the people who sit in that C-suite of offices. So, you know, why is sales such a high paid job at the highest levels? Because it's hard. <laughs> That's, you know, I mean, if if it was easy, if it was easy, it wouldn't pay as much. But here's the whole deal. It comes back to everybody thinks they can sell and they get selling misconstrued because what they feel is that selling is jamming something down somebody's throat. No, it's not. It's about creating an outcome the client is looking for. That's really what sales is all about. So what does that mean? You've really got to be, and this is regardless of whatever level you're prospecting at, you have to be seen as the R&D department, the research and development department to whoever it is that you're speaking to. You've got to be one who's bringing them ideas, bringing them insights that they can buy into that they can believe in. And your goal is to create and help them see and achieve outcomes that they didn't think were possible. That's why salespeople get paid so much. So let's talk about large companies for a minute. So large companies usually have, uh, obviously the CEO cares about the numbers, but they usually have a chief sales operator or chief revenue uh, officer, and then maybe sales managers who run different regions and things like that. So let's talk about the backbone of selling in large companies. What's important? Well, what what is important is, is to really understand what the forecast is. You know, it's interesting. The bigger the company, the less reliant they are on how did we do versus a year ago? The small business is always going to compare themselves to year ago sales. The big company is irrelevant. It, what was the plan? What was the plan? Hmm. And what the plan is built around is what do we think the marketplace is going to do? Sales leaders in bigger companies have to be very in tune with where the marketplace is going. They have to be very in tune with where the competition is going because they've got to be able to be there with their own sales team and their customers before the competition gets there. That's a challenge. That, that is 
full-on throttle, especially in this marketplace right now, where things are misconceiving. Hey, there's a dog barking in the background. How's that? <laughs> that's that's what we call live shows. So it's all good. What can I say? When a dog walks by, the dog in the house decides to bark. <laughs> that's okay. So I call the show making waves at sea level. How do successful leaders make waves when it comes to sales? Well, what you do is you have to be seen as a peer. You must be seen. See, that one of the challenges, see, for instance, right now, I've got a dog barking. My, if, if, if I was having a conversation with a CEO, do you think that would play well? Okay, maybe it would a little bit right now because so many people are working from home. But you have to be seen as a peer because the further up you go in an organization, the less trust you have on everything and everybody around you. The only people you trust, the only people you respect are those who you see as being equal to you. This is one of the fatal mistakes Mm. that the smaller company salesperson makes when they're selling to a big company. They're not seen as a peer. So how do you, if you are that smaller company selling to a big company, how do you position yourself as a peer? Well, that that I, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> Perfect segue. Here's the whole thing. You can't walk in and say, hey, how's business going? How's that? You're expected to know that already. What you've got to be doing is you've got to be asking them strategic questions relative to their position in the marketplace. This is so keen, so key, because every word that you say must be of relevance and importance to them. Now, that's given for anybody. But here's the whole thing. If you think about this, the further up I go in an organization and the bigger the company, the more they're concerned with the strategic positioning that they're going to be in six six months from now, nine months from now, 12 months from now. So what does that mean? I've got to understand where their position is today. That's the homework. That's the homework I have to do. But if I can go in and begin to ask them questions as to what's happening or what they're seeing, now what am I doing? I'm also asking their opinion. Hmm. The C-level person always wants to be seen as the person who has the best opinion, right? So the sooner you allow them to share it, the sooner they'll begin to see you as a peer to them. So in this kind of strange time as, as COVID, where salespeople can't necessarily get face-to-face, I mean, that I, I had a 20-year sales career, and part of that career always was, you know, lunches and networking and, and getting into someone's office for that, that half-hour to 45-minute appointment. That's all on hold for the most part. So with that on hold, how do great salespeople succeed? Well, here's the easiest way to reach a big company, a senior-level person at a big company. It's what I call the Saturday morning email. Now, stop and think about this for a moment. The bigger company executive never stops working. They are working 24-7. And Monday through Friday, they are literally just chasing alligators. They have no time for anything. But come Saturday and Sunday, they're still working. But rather than working in the business, they're working on the business. Now, that's not unlike a lot of solopreneurs. I get that. But this is where the big difference comes into play. Saturdays and Sundays, Saturdays in particular, is when that CEO may very well spend time strategically reading articles, strategically reading information. So what I love to do, if I'm trying to reach a CEO of a big company, and maybe I've had a little bit of conversation with them, you know, maybe they just know who I am, but that's it. I will send them an email 
with maybe a link to a Wall Street Journal article or something of that. But here's the whole thing. They're not going to open the link. CEOs, senior level people do not open links because the last thing they want to do is bring malware into their company. But here's where it gets good. You All you do is you simply write four bullet points. You sum up the article in terms of your interpretation of it. And you send that to them. You send that to them on a <clears throat> 615 on a Saturday morning. Chances are that they will read it by 730 or 8 o'clock or 830. And you know what's very interesting? They won't hit your link. They'll go out and find the article on their own if it's of interest. And you know what? Many times they'll respond back to you. Hmm. Now, this is what's so key. They'll respond back to you, we'll say, at 839 o'clock. Now, you don't sit there and wait till Monday to respond back to them. If you wait till Monday, you're seen as just a slimy salesperson. But if you turn around and respond back to them at 10, 30, 11, yeah, I thought you'd like that. And here's a couple. And, and you just have a little short dialogue with them. Suddenly they see you as a peer because you two are thinking and acting strategically on the weekend. That's one of the most valuable, easiest ways for you to be seen as a peer and to play your way into the C-suite. So one of the things for companies is finding great talent. I know this because I now work in the executive search field. Uh, it's really hard to find those strategic hires. How hard is it for companies to find great salespeople? Oh, it's incredibly hard. It, 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 it is hard because you don't find great salespeople walking around unemployed, rarely. <laughs> I mean, occasionally you will because they get snatched up pretty quickly. You have to bring them in. And believe me, high level strategic salespeople, they've always got opportunities. They always got opportunities. So I always say when I'm looking for high level talent, in fact, I'm working with a company right now and they're kind of thinking, yeah, maybe we need to. And you say, you hire talent before you need it. You hire talent when you see it, not when you need it. That's one of the key things, especially around really top level salespeople. This is why what you do, you're in a very sweet position because you can help identify that talent mm -hmm. and the right company is going to jump on it. They'll make the position because they, they are going to go for it right then. So one of the things that, that we have found that has been really interesting in talking to a lot of people is, is that some really smart future looking companies are actually looking to hire right now. They're looking for who works for their competitor who might be nervous, who might be worried about uh, their own leadership, not making the right strategic future looking decisions. And so I'm seeing a lot of companies who are looking to make strategic hires now. Is, is now a good time to go after salespeople? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's, it, it's a great time because here's the whole thing. There's more business in play right now than ever. Let, let, let's, walk, let's walk through a couple examples here. If you've been shut down for several months and your supply chain has been racked, your customer base has been changed, that means every decision you're making right now is a new decision because everything is up for play. Everything's up for grab. What does this mean? This means you more than ever have the ability to sell because you have the ability to become this new supplier, this new vendor. And I hate the term supplier vendor. I hate that term. You have the ability to become the new partner to them because all this business is in play. This is where I say right now, sales more than ever is absolutely essential. You've got to jump into it quickly. So let's talk about how do you hire great salespeople? What steps do companies need to do right now to be making sure that they're an attractive place for someone to make that move? Well, first of all, you better make sure you've got good senior management in place. I was with a company recently 
and they wanted to hire some new account executives. And I thought I told him, I said, no, don't, because you won't get decent talent. Because unfortunately you, and I looked right at the VP of sales, are not the right person. You got to replace you. You, you. you know, because senior level talent is not good. Senior level talent, quality talent, is not mesmerized by money. They're mesmerized by the talent they get to associate with. Hmm. Think about that for a moment. This is why A-level companies hire A-level people. B-level companies do not hire A-level people. They can't get them. What do they do? They wind up hiring B and C. So You've let's, got to be the top. So let's go deeper about this. Let's keep talking about how do you, how do you attract those A-level people? What else do you have to do? Well, what ha- first of all, you have to ask yourself this question. Am I out there in front of customers? And am I out there and am I seen as a leader? Am I seen as a sales leader in my space? Now, what does this mean? This means just, just what's your footprint look like? You know, your reputation arrives before you do. You have to understand this. And see, what does your reputation say? Not only personally, but professionally, what does it say? Because guess what? Those candidates who are looking at you, those people who you may want to attract, they're looking at you. And if they don't see somebody who is on the front end of it, and oh, by the way, what do customers say about you? Now, I'm not looking. I'm not looking to be, oh, supplier of the year, favorite vendor. No. In fact, you know what? Those people are the ones who roll over and play dead and give everything to their customers. Top quality salespeople. They don't like those companies. They don't like those. What they want to look at is they want to look at they want to look at companies that have values that line up with them, the ability to help them develop their business, and three, a be seen in the marketplace as having a leadership position. So, what does a leadership position look like? Okay, when it comes time for industry trade shows, yeah, we'll get back to them. Are you the company that's looking to hire? Are you on the stage? Are you taking part in them? Do you play a leadership role in your trade association? Do you play a leadership role in developing regulations or lobbying for your industry? In other words, believe me, <laughs> if you're not seen as a leader, you, there's zero chance you're going to attract leading salespeople. So one of the things I found in my sales career was the best people I worked for, whether it was the sales manager or even better, the CEO of the company, were the ones who understood and championed sales. They didn't themselves have to come, have come out of sales, but they had to treat sales like it was the lifeblood of the company, because as you know, it is. And I have found there are some CEOs who look at sales as just an expensive problem they have to deal with. No, clearly, I mean, I, I used years ago, I worked for a company that they didn't believe that sales was a necessary expense. They believed sales was an unnecessary expense. And let me tell you something, they couldn't keep sales. I didn't stick around there very long at all because I was viewed as an unnecessary. See, so you have to ask yourself, is, is the CEO and are the senior level people willing to get out and meet with customers? Again, I worked for another company where the CEO was absolutely afraid to meet with customers. So what does that mean? That means when you get into a tough situation and you need the CEO, you know, you need somebody's, you need somebody's back. It's not there for you. 
What I want is I want to work for a company where the CEO is willing to go out on customer calls. Yep. They're willing to mix it up with customers. They're willing to be in the game. And it says, you know what? Hey, they got my back. They're supporting me. <laughs> so, and yeah, yeah. Jump in. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've got like, like two more questions for you and then I'm going to let you go. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right, right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great, great content, uh, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Mark Hunter. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Mark, as we sort of wrap this up, if someone's listening to this and their company sales are off the mark, what do they need to do right now? Well, the first thing is you have to ask yourself, who's your ideal customer? Focus in on just who your ideal customers. Don't sit there and spray and pray. What you want to do is you want to focus your business against those 10 or 15 or maybe only two or three prospects that are going to deliver you the most potential. Two, look at your internal customers, your existing customer base. Where are immediate opportunities that you can grow? Do they have additional divisions? Do they have additional areas? But there's undoubtedly growth there. Now, this does not run counter to what I said earlier because, again, I'm, I'm hunting, I'm hunting for new business, but I'm never forsaking what I already have in the camp. So let's talk about your newest book. What's it called and where do people get it? Well, the book is called A Mind for Sales. And hey, you can jump out to Amazon or any bookstore that happens to be open. But yeah, it really is. It's about my journey in sales uh, and a whole lot more. I didn't want to go into sales. I wanted to be a disc jockey. <laughs> I, that, really, I went to college to get a degree in marketing, but I wound up in sales by purely accident, literally. And it wound up being the greatest opportunity for me after I got fired from my first two jobs. And I learned that sales is about helping people, not about jamming something down their throat. When you look at sales as helping people see and achieve what they didn't think was possible, it's amazing how it changes your perception. Well, and that kind of leads into my last question is because you are this expert who helps salespeople develop that mind for sales, what advice do you have, I guess, now besides just making sure that you realize it's about helping people, what other advice do you have for a salesperson to be successful? You have to dedicate the time to be hunting every day. One of the biggest challenges people have is they get caught up just taking care of existing things. You must dedicate a window of time every day to be truly hunting new prospects. You're not putting new prospects into your, into your pipeline on a regular basis and pulling them through as customers you're going to wind up waking up one day having no business. So all the leaders in the company have to have a mind for sales and all the salespeople have to have a mind for sales. So if somebody's listening to this saying, yep, that resonates, we've got those issues. I imagine Mark does sales training remotely in the days of COVID and in person once human beings can all gather again. Mark, is that true? Uh, that would be true. And, that would, and it all starts at thesaleshunter.com. Yeah. Right. So everybody go check out thesaleshunter.com. Jump over to Amazon and buy your copy of A Mind for Business. Mark Mind Hunter. for Sales. A Mind for Sales. I'm sorry. Mind for Sales. We just came up with the idea for the sequel. We came up with the idea for the next book. Right. I, I got to buy that 
domain name right now. Buy it right now before one of my listeners does. So, uh, Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, thank you so much for joining us here on Making Waves at Sea Level. Any final thoughts? Hey, go out and make it happen. Sales is the greatest profession. It's not a profession. It's a lifestyle, helping people. Awesome. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. We say it every show, if it wasn't for the audience, why would we have the podcast? This is all about you. The idea is to bring interesting ideas to help your business grow and thrive and help you look for ways to make waves. We're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Mark. But in the meantime, go out there, figure out how to make your own waves in business, flex those entrepreneurial muscles, make sure your career ladder is against the right wall because I climbed a career ladder for a long time only to discover I wasn't doing the right thing and that's no good. And while you're out there doing all this stuff, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.